Unbecoming of Age, the podcast. A cautionary tale. Listen to what they say, then do the opposite. Your hosts, Colin Flynn and John M. Craig. Thank you for joining us. Episode 217, Unbecoming of Age, it's a podcast. Yeah, I think we figured that out. My name's Colin Flynn. I live in Iowa. My co-host from way out there on the East Coast, Mr. John M. Craig. Hey, Colin. Good morning. Sunday morning. What are we looking at? May 2nd, 2021. Yeah. Fantastic year so far. Masks are coming off. Yeah. And uh, right in the spring, weather is changing here in the Northeast, getting ready for summer. And uh, in today's episode, I'm going to tell you there's one thing I will talk about at the beginning of this thing. Listen to what they say and do the opposite. I have a good anecdotal story about my behavior and failure as a dad, where if you come to one of these moments when you have a teenager, do the opposite. Do the opposite. <laughs> I'm going to, and then I was going to, you know, there's some other things. I mean, you and I were talking, it's a Sunday morning here. It's about 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time and about 8 a.m. where you are, a little after. And uh, when Colin opened his mic, I was like, was that, was that like a digitized voice? Was that manly robot voice? Was that, you know, you sick, whatever. And it was, uh, as you said, Colin, you, why did you sound that way? I just I hadn't spoken out loud. It just has been sitting here quietly, right. just surfing the web, looking at. Uh, I looked at a little thing about a new guitar brand I knew nothing about that looks pretty cool. Right, right, right. Uh, <clears throat> um, which I'm going to look into. Yeah. The I think it's A I O Wolf A I O Wolf guitars. Yep, yep. Um, okay, I'm going to shot for those maybe at some point. Uh, I had watched a couple of videos. <laughs> I watched some Todd Snyder. If you know who he. Is. He is. He's a performer. No clue who Todd Schneider is. Todd Schneider's a guy from Texas that's uh, kind of a hipster uh, a hipster cat and uh, watched one he's of He's a guitarist? He's a uh, one of those singer, songwriter, storyteller kind of guys that uh, one, of, one of those, there's a lot of people in, in Austin, a lot of performers that uh, they, they tour, but they don't uh, have a lot of uh, uh, notoriety amongst the general public. If you ask most people, have you heard of you know, a bunch of these people, they're, they're not going to be able to tell you because they're just not hip to that whole scene. Right. But um, Todd is going to be, he's touring, he's got a couple dates here in, in eastern Iowa that mm -hmm. I saw that yeah. popped up. And I thought, yeah. and I knew he'd gone in a different direction a little bit musically, and I was trying to check out his stuff. He's got, uh, during COVID, he started doing, uh, he did the pivot thing, and he started doing this uh, YouTube, live YouTube thing on Sunday mornings, I guess, that uh, has gotten him a lot of traction. And uh, so I was, I was checking that out a little bit, and just uh, sitting here quietly, not not speaking out loud. I was out last night a little bit late, and uh, drank probably. Um, nobody nobody gets up and says, "I wish I would have drank one more beer last night." I, I wish I could have got a little more alcohol down my my gullet. Uh, I I probably drank one 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 more than I sh should have. Not not that I was like plastered or anything like that, but I just uh, this morning, uh, you know, I, I was thinking. Yeah, could have, back, yeah, could have backed off with one. Yeah, I I'd feel yes. better. I had it. Yeah, I had an athletic brewing company uh, um, IPA yesterday. Those are non-alcoholic beer. Fake. Yeah. Now, do they taste like? Did, I, I haven't had uh, one. Listen, I, I so it's it's been uh, let's say uh, about sixteen months since I've had uh, 
alcohol, mm-hmm. uh, including beer. And that was like kind of the last thing I was pretty much drinking. I had some mixed drinks. This was down in Florida before, you know, the world shut down. And, uh, you know, to me, yes, it does. Okay. Um, and, and they've got, uh, they've got an IPA, like a heavy, like kind of double IPA, uh, like, uh, they have, uh, they just introduced a stout, which I haven't tried, but it, it, you know, it's, it seems that that, that market of non-alcoholic, um, beverages, especially beer has come a long way yes. because it used to be, oh, duels, right? And it was yeah. kind of a joke. It's a guy I know who's a comedian, Matt Edgar, does a whole thing about, uh, you know, how your life, how bad your life has to be, you know, um, <laughs> to, 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 to be drinking O'Doul's, you know, an O'Doul's commercial doesn't exist because it would, you know, take place at a a child custody hearing, right? Like, so (laughs) it's a good bit. He made like, he made a faux commercial, you know, like a a ridiculous, you know, you know, spec commercial for this whole comedy bit idea that he has. I think his album's called Take the L Train and it's on Spotify, Apple Music, whatever. Uh, Funny guy. Um, but anyway, it's, it's come a long way and, you know, even the, you know, the branding, the packaging, the, you know, it's, I, I just got, uh, I got two six packs on Friday night when I went down to my friend Evan's house. Uh, he was cooking Mandarin pork chops and some grilled vegetables. It was great. It was, it was really good. And I got him a bottle of, uh, whiskey and, uh, I can't remember what I got him, but it was, I, it seemed like it was good. I mean, uh, he he jokingly said when I said, hey, I'm going to the liquor store, any requests, he said, Pappy Van Winkle. <laughs> Pappy Van Winkle. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it is it is ultra small batch. Yeah. Hard to come by. Expensive. You know, Expensive. I, yeah. I don't know what it costs now, but a couple, like 10, 12 years ago, it was like uh, a couple hundred bucks, you know, at least a hundred more now for a bottle, right? Yeah. And, and, and you know, you ha- if you if you were one of those guys that needed it, and you were in a town where there's another guy that needed it, wanted it, you weren't going to get it. Yeah, yeah, I you haven't know, even. You ever better know seen the guy it. who owns the liquor store. Yeah, I haven't ever even laid eyes on a bottle in a store ever. So no, I'm, I'm not sure. I've had it. Yeah. It's it's uh, you know, I, like a shot of it costs like thirty bucks. Right, right. Most at least in New York, that's what I remember. I don't know what it costs now. So he was kind of joking. So I ended up getting him. Uh, I'm trying to figure out what it was. Are you are you a whiskey drinker? Yeah, occasionally. I, I was reading that uh, the the price of bourbon, at least uh, a lot of bourbons, has been going up uh, in, in across the country for some reason. I'm, I'm, I didn't read the whole article to figure out exactly why, but uh, you know, I've got I, I not 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 a lot. Uh, occasionally, I'll, I'll have a little bit in the winter. It seems like it's more of a you know, it's cold out. Let's uh, maybe have a little bit, but that's not really. Um, I enjoy it, enjoy it occasionally. That I guess would be the best way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, it is what it is. I don't know. I have a few. It looks good. Here. It looks good. Yeah. I, you know, and I, it, yeah. Um, I we over the you know the last uh, part of the the winter here, we were kind of starting to become uh, mixologists around here. We're kind of figuring out some stuff, which a lot of people were. I've been reading, you know, stories about people that uh, are getting into the mixing thing. I know that uh, Stanley Tucci was doing a bunch of uh, mixing stuff, uh, the the actor, on on YouTube, and people are getting into that, trying to figure out how to make certain drinks, and uh, got uh, a few of them that... Uh, I think are, are pretty good that we've that we've come up with, but eh, I don't know. As summer comes along, I'm, I'm going to try to 
I try to follow the John Craig thing a little bit, and uh, I'm not going to quit completely, but uh, my plan for the month of May is I'm just going to try to get, well, I'm going to try to get in better shape during the month of May. I've started uh, a variety of, of exercise stuff in, in with a little more. I started running. I got a different pair of shoes, started running again. That's been ugly, um, slow. It's been hot. We, it was like 92 degrees here yet yesterday and uh, crazy windy. I went out for a run. 92 degrees? 92. It's supposed to be uh, in the uh, mid to upper 80s again today. And then uh, then we're going to go back to more, I guess, more of the seasonal stuff after that. But yeah, we had 92 and it was really windy. And it was like, it was a, kind of a weird, weird day to be running. But uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I've been trying to do that. I've been trying to work on uh, strength stuff, getting back. I've been. Uh, yeah, I need to do the strength stuff. stuff too. How much did you run? How 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 far? I ran about four miles. Um, right. Yeah, I I haven't. I uh, because of the foot. You know, I hurt my foot. You hurt your foot. Okay. Didn't I, I tell I, you about it? I, didn't, I don't think so. I don't remember I don't if we so. talked no, about no. it the last time. How'd you hurt your foot? What I, happened there? Well, you know, two weeks ago when. Uh, so my job ended two weeks ago. So three weeks ago, oh. when the the TV show I was working on shut down, I guess you did kind of tell uh, me a little bit about this. I, yeah. I did four, you know. So I, I did what one day forty five minutes of trail riding riding on my mountain bike uh, with my friend Evan, and then I did four days of um, three days of running. One of those days was run walking. But one of the run walks was pretty intense. Right. So it was sort of interval training, but you know the the, the running was uh, pretty much high intensity interval stuff with mm -hmm. some walking. And I would so um, you know one day I think I did eight miles, another day seven miles, another day two. You know total. You know like I, I would do back to back runs, or I would run and rather than turn around back home at halfway, I would just do the whole thing and then walk back. Uh, and I think I put strain on my left heel. Don't know that I broke it. Went to, uh, a podiatrist whom my mom has worked for, for 30 plus years. She runs his office. Um, and he took an x-ray. There's a bone spur there, but that's not the issue. It's, uh, he didn't see a break. So going for an MRI tomorrow, Monday. Still bothers. Uh, yeah. So I was, uh, I don't know if there's a tear, don't know what's going on, but there's no, there's no swelling or anything, but it, it, it really hurts to, to step on it, you know, especially run. So, uh, I started to do a run. I've run on it at least once, maybe twice before I saw the podiatrist. And then I was going to do a run the day of seeing him. And, uh, I ended up just doing a walk cause I was like, I can't fucking run. I can't run 45 minutes mm -hmm. or 30 it's stupid i'm just i'm just the whole thing with this running is that in the two years that i've done it i've never wanted to hurt myself because i always feel like if i'm gonna hurt myself then yeah. i'm just gonna fall off i'm not gonna be able to run and then getting back into it's not gonna be easy well any exercise so. if I, I think you know if you're if you're doing it to the point where you're hurting yourself obviously hurting yourself that's kind of you know <laughs> not a good idea let's, uh, well, let's yeah try to... you can't go from i mean it's not a good idea to go from not running at all to like all right this week <laughs> i'm gonna go and run four days which is what 
a lot of people, uh, myself included, are you know prone to doing. You're thinking, I'm just I'm going to jump out and do it, and I probably shouldn't jump out and just run four miles uh, when I first start out. But I always end up kind of thinking I should be running four or five, somewhere in that range, just to start off because I used to run a lot more, and um, I can usually get by with that. And uh, so I, I just I don't know. For me, it seems like if I have decent uh, shoes, and I can always tell when uh, the shoes i've been wearing when they when they basically get when they're done yeah when they're done when they're, would, yeah they lose yeah. their flex and their cushioning they, they hit a they just feel dead and uh, so when i update those so um yeah i paid more for a pair of shoes this roll roll around this this time around uh than i have uh, in in quite a while i bought some uh, nike i got these trail shoes because i've been gonna do some more not so much like yeah. you know we don't have uh, crazy trails here in Iowa like you would out west or something, but um, I'm going to do more off roading this this uh, this summer. Yeah. So. Yeah, I uh, I took a look at the ones that you got. I uh, I ended up getting these uh, Adidas, um, the Ultra Bounce Cold Ready. So you know they're made for um, you know the. Uh, for the winter mm -hmm. weather, you know, rainy, slushy, you know, I don't know that they're going to keep your feet a lot warmer, but you know, they, and then the, the rubber on the bottom is, uh, you know, that tire company continental. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, that's, it's the rubber. So, I mean, it looks like it would be good. I mean, I've been wearing them now. They're very comfortable and they've got the, you know, instead they, they come with, um, you know, regular shoe, traditional shoelaces, but they also have these like thinner ones where you kind of pull it and then you can kind of, you know, put the little plastic piece to, you don't have to tie it, right? Which would be pretty good for winter and just so you can kind of pull it up and then, you know, you don't have to tie your shoes. Yeah. But they're very comfortable. Yeah, right. And I, the main reason I did that was because I, I, I lost my, my Brooks, which I got last summer, and I couldn't find them. They were they were on Staten Island at the, the family house I grew up in, in a closet. Oh, but they, it drives me nuts because okay. I'm constantly moving. So I'm kind of going between... You know, New Jersey, Staten Island when I'm on a job to at least, you know, every third weekend or so, sometimes every other week to Susie's in Connecticut. And it's not like I, I get to a point where I'm like a Melda Marcos up in there with like 30 pairs of shoes in my car. Not really, but sort of, you know, right. You yeah. know, running shoes, casual boots. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I'm trying try to figure out a solution like. Where can I keep my shoes? Yeah, you know, for and, port, how do I how do I transport shoes that are not on my feet? We don't at our house. The, the was so we, the shoe thing. I was just this morning. I was looking around, and I'm kind of the shoe Nazi. We have a uh, we have an when you come to the house, walk in the house. There's a there's an entry that we're a double door type thing entry. So you come into a, yep. a little small area, and then you've got room there where you could take off your shoes if you are so inclined. And the kids are always taking off. So, you know, you've got the kids coming in and their friends and all that stuff. And pretty soon there's like 40 pairs of shoes by the door. And it's driving me nuts. Are so, they paired up? Uh, yeah. Or are they just like all over the fucking place, upside down? There was not, a, I mean, because it drives me insane. Yeah, there was a lot of that. So I went to, out to Wayfair and I bought this, uh, spent 300 bucks and I got this uh, shoe uh, 
rack i guess you it's an upright thing that uh, uh looks nice and it was a place for but they still can't uh even though it's there they're they're you know passive aggressive as, as uh, teenagers can be and uh you know they're gonna walk in and they're, they're just you can't uh, take them off and put them in the rack that, that sort of thing so you get shoes all over so what i do is if they're not um if they take them off and they don't put them in the rack, um, every time I walk by, I'll take them. And I, um, we've got another near the back door area. There's another area, more of a, a catch-all place back there where uh, it's just kind of a bin back there. And I just toss them in there. And then they go to the front door. It's it's like clockwork. They'll go to the front door, walk out like they're going to walk out the front door. Oh, uh, where are my shoes? <laughs> and I'm like, hmm. uh, well, where'd you leave them? Yeah, sometimes I'll do that. I'll, I'll be the passive aggressive, you know. But they know now if they look down, and this happens like ten times a day, no shoes. Then they got to go to the back. I'm yeah. on. I'm on Wayfair right now, looking for your shoe rack, and I'm seeing a bunch of them, anywhere from fifteen oh, to like thirty. Yeah. Now, what the heck did you get? You got a system? Yeah. Well, the one I got, I don't know what the model is, but it's 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 probably five feet high. I'm not sure how many uh, pairs of shoes you can put in it, uh, but it's probably one, two, three, four. I would guess times, it's like you can put 20, 20 there's probably 20, 25 slots in there for shoes. Uh, so they're, are they cubbies? They're cubbies, yeah. So you, and some and is the, it a heavier duty, like, um, you know, yeah. um, fake wood, like yeah, yeah, composite yeah. or it is. Uh, whatever you call that? Heavy as, yeah. heavy as hell. This thing, when you got it put together, it was, you know, it took me. It right. was, it was so, like one of those, when you get the shit from Ikea and you got to put the big thing together and figure out, yeah. Right, right. So, yeah, I, I, so I've gotten a bunch of these little shoe rack things, you know. I have two up here, usually Bed Bath & Beyond, you know, anywhere from like, you know, 15 to like 50 bucks mm -hmm. and the so inside andrea's house you know my ex-wife's house where, where the kids are there's a mud room and there have been times when the mud room was organized times when it's not and you know you, you there that's where the shoes go and they'll be right in front of the walkway right in front of the door like the door to walk into the house into the kitchen through the back door right and it always has driven me nuts and my son's got like a size 12 and a half shoe and they're these giant things and they stink and they're upside down this and then inside the house by the steps they're all over there and they're not always next to one another they're random and, it, and i'm a like not full ocd but a virgo who's like fucking move these over and like crazy lose my shit lose my dad's shit over the dumbest thing but it just really drives me nuts mm -hmm. and especially when they used to have their friends over all the time where the shoes were all over the place sometimes i'll find a random shoe and be like how did that kid get home what did they do they only have one shoe it's not even the summer where the i don't get this <laughs> yeah so yeah it's so you dumb. were alluding earlier to the okay so you at the very start of the podcast i uh, i probably took you in a different direction but you were talking about um parenting doing the opposite losing your shit or yeah. something along those lines yes never happens i've never lost my shit with my kids never <laughs> not a thing i was just kidding around i'm just saying it was like uh you know if i were to be one of those guys do the no i do have a moment i had a moment let's call it that um okay next no uh kylie you know, so Kylie, uh, she's a junior in high school. Mm -hmm. She's 16 years old. She'll right. be 17 in June. You know, one of the good things about, one of the bad things about having that COVID shutdown on the TV show I was working on was um, was the COVID shutdown and not working for a week uh, was the injury to my 
my heel, my foot. One of the good things was having an opportunity to drive with Kylie. She's got her permit, and I've talked about this a little bit. I've been the passenger, and I, I've been pretty calm. Terrible, terrible with helping her parallel park. Haven't taken her out properly, but I'm not figuring out. But I'm not losing my shit over it, right? Like, I'm like, okay, I think what I need to do is take her to a block, like a dead-end block, and either set up cones or, you know, bring the other two cars, you know, the uh, Andrea has a car and then Cameron has a car and just be like, Hey, Cameron, help me shuttle these cars around the corner. We're going to do this thing. Right. We're going to, we're going to practice. But yeah. We're going to practice. Cause I think that's the best way to do it is to practice. You know, I, I think, cause you'll, I, I think in just about every state, if you don't, if, if they have parallel parking on the road test, if you mess it up, you hit the curb, they fail you. Yes. Which, it's a thing. I don't know because they're concerned about you hitting someone else's car. I don't really know. I don't think um, they actually in this state anymore. They don't require as a part of the road test the parallel parking. Yeah, I think some states have dropped it because it'd be like they're you know you 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 know in San Francisco in New York City in San Francisco proper you you're going to need the parallel park, but sure, in a lot of places yeah. you don't. Yeah. Um. But but anyway. Uh, and they should teach you, they should do a road test for parking in a, in a mall parking lot or any, like, because those, I hate those places. I think those, the parking lots are so dangerous and, and stressful, especially for a new driver. Like I've seen Kylie try to pull into these spots, but again, mm -hmm. I don't blame her for that. I'm like, I'm with you. I hate that. You know, I park as far away from a store as possible, get in some extra steps and the whole thing. But anyway, so Kylie, 16. Um, she, uh, I was able to set, um, schedule, um, a, well, not even schedule. It was a walk-in appointment at a medical facility near me to get her, um, her vaccine Pfizer. So if you're under 18, if you're 16, between 16 and 18, you can only get the Pfizer vaccine. Yeah. With parental permission. With parental, right, 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 right. So anyway, so I, um, I, like I, I think I told you, I used the Twitter bot, the, you know, Vaccine New Jersey Twitter bot, saw that this place, Center State Medical Facility or whatever, down in Freehold, New Jersey, 30 minutes away, was doing the, uh, the walk-in. Now, I didn't know how busy it was going to be. They had two sessions. They had one from 8 to 11, Kylie's mm -hmm. in virtual school at that point, and one from 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. So she's in, so I'm like, Kylie, we're going to go to the one to four. So be ready to leave at like 12 o'clock. So I thought there might be a line out the door. I don't know. And so she's really stressed out. She's terrified of, of uh, shots and, and kind of of the vaccine because when she had uh, um, less than a year ago, last summer, her mom, Andrea, took her to the pediatrician to get her, uh, I believe it was the, um, the HPV, maybe? One of those. One of those, like yeah. Meningitis. I don't know. One of those. And she got the shot. And when she walked, they were in the parking lot and Kylie passed out. And then Andrea says she started to convulse. <laughs> Andrea panicked. There was another woman in the, uh, as, as a parent would, um, uh, was there, I think there was another woman in the parking lot. She ran into the pediatrician's office. They came out and they got her and they sat her down and then whatever. I, I don't know how long it took, but she was fine. But that experience scares the hell out of Kylie. 
And on top of that, there were other, there were friends of hers who have gotten the vaccine, the first shot, and they were saying, you know, how much it hurt and, you know, in the arm and they can't even lift and raise their arm, you know. And so, you know, she's got her first dance competition today. You know, this, this was only like, you know, five days ago that she got the vaccine. So she's stressed out. She's upset, emotional, crying. She thinks that she failed three tests that she took at school. Mm-hmm. Trying to tell her, you know, Kylie, you, how do you know that? And she's just like, I know. I said, I'm not saying you're wrong, and I'm sure you, it's possible you did very bad. But just try to get it out of your head that you're, you know, you, you know that you failed. And I said, you don't have to drive. Like, as she's walking out the door, Andre gave her a, a chicken wing. She hadn't, she hadn't eaten anything all day. So now we're in the car. She's the car. She's emotional crying. I've never done well with my children getting really sad, emotional, or in pain. Like, I'm not, and I've not necessarily been, like, the chill you know, I've, I've not found the way all the time to kind of navigate through it and to calm them. Especially as like, you know, a 16 year old teenager girl, you know, there's a lot going on, right? There's nothing, I can't say anything rational like, don't worry about it. Everything is going to be fine. You don't need to be afraid. Listen, if I got a, if I got a shot and I passed out and started convulsing, I might be a little scared too. So I'm not going to have her drive. So I'm driving, we're going in. She's like, and she's like, I, I just, I'm, I, I, I'm, I, I didn't eat enough. I'm, I'm like, and then there's part of me like going like, okay, maybe I, maybe we shouldn't go. Maybe we shouldn't go. I'm, I'm going to call her mom, but I want to have a conversation with Andrea where Kylie's not privy to it. You know, like, what do you think we should do? I want to kind of co-parent here. I need, I need help. And so I'm like, no, no, just, just, it's okay. Just no, everything's fine. Just take her. She's going to get the vaccine. Everything's going to be fine. And then I think to myself, you know what? Kylie, look for a restaurant or somewhere to eat close to this location. So she starts looking it up. And then I realize that I'm going to be going past the Shake Shack. And I'm like, that'd be a good idea. Let's go to Shake Shack. I said, Kylie, are you okay with a burger or something? From she said, yeah. I said, here, take my phone, open up the app, and order. Now, I was hungry, too, because I've been doing the intermittent fasting thing. You know, it's almost 1230 now. 1245 you know and i'm getting a little stressed because i'm like i'm gonna get there there's gonna be a line and then it's gonna be we're gonna be there for three hours i don't even know that i had anything to do i mean i'm like so i said uh, it, can you figure it out yeah yeah okay i didn't tell her what i wanted i don't even know if i told her that i was going to order for me i said get to think now we're literally five minutes away from the shake shack i could have just walked in there and ordered and she ordered what she ordered and she placed it ready for pickup now i'm like losing my shit i was like what about me you didn't order for me what and i'm fucking lo- like my reaction all she had to do was open the app and order something else do it again she starts getting emotional and cry she's like beside herself she can't even understand it she's like who is this monster and like so i i ended up pulling over in the parking lot of the mall, really close to the Shake Shack, to place the order on the app. Like, I was ready to get out of the car, throw my phone, go back. I'm like, I didn't know how to get away from myself to come back. And I'm like, I, I'm trying to gather myself. 
uh, I know I texted Susie. I didn't do a good job communicating with her. It was like, you know, she was just being supportive for me. But I'm like, no, I'm the fucking psychopath. I was just went batshit crazy on my teenage daughter who was stressed about failing these tests and the possibility of something really bad happening when she gets this shot. That's why we're going to a medical facility where there are nurses, medical professionals, and she feels some level of calm. And I have turned it, I've made it that much worse. And I don't know how to fix it. So I just order my, my chicken shack, chicken sandwich, <laughs> drive over to the Shake Shack, kind of walking around, get, get it. Come back in, give her a family. I apologize. I apologize profusely. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And she's like, it's okay. I'm like, no, it's not. It's not okay. I, you know, it's okay if you accept my apology, but I'm like, I'm so sorry. And then we went, we got there. They, they, after you get the shot, they have you wait for 15 minutes. She was emotional crying when she sat in that chair. There's a, one nurse going to administer the vaccine, another one next to her. And I was going to ask the person in line managing the whole thing. You know, I didn't want to speak for Kylie because she's 16, but she's also kind of timid. And I want to make sure, it, you know, they know. I mean, I saw a grown woman that was terrified of a vaccine and she talked about it. And she told them and they literally put her behind a screen because of her fear. And so... I'm like, can I get a, like a really empathetic, nice patient, whatever, for my daughter? I didn't say that, but I'm like, of course, I'm going to be fine. These two women were so nice. Well, the woman who wasn't administering, the nurse who wasn't administering the shot was talking to Kylie while the other one kind of prepped the area on her right, I mean, her left shoulder, her non-dominant arm. And uh, like the shot was in there and Kylie didn't even realize it. She thought the woman's fingernail scratched it, right? And sat us down they got it was so nice and calm well we're and so we're we're waiting in this big open nice conference room and uh i kept apologizing to kylie and then you know later on i just told her i said kylie i'm, I'm i don't know why it was not rational it wasn't okay i said listen i knew that you were stressed i just wanted to make it worse i wanted to, i wanted rather than calm you i'm going to make it worse because then it'll be so much better when it all works out i have no idea what happened and i i, I and the, the most again great experience except for me the only weird thing was while we were waiting the 20 to 30 minutes it was uh there was music playing in the waiting area after you get your shot and it was i have no idea where the music was if it was a radio station if it was pandora guns and roses welcome to the jungle <laughs> and and so 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 everything was just surreal It'd be like i suck as a parent and a dad these nurses couldn't have been nicer. I want to go out. I want to get flowers. I don't want to get donuts. It's a medical facility that's fucked up. It's weird. I hate it. They're Dunkin' Donuts in a fucking medical facility. Not okay. I'm like, flowers, Starbucks gift card. Like, I, like Kylie's got to go back there for her second shot. Like, like, I didn't know these women's names. I didn't see their name tag. Um, but then you're sitting in this place and you're like, welcome to the jungle. It just it started to get funny, you know, but, uh, but I'm not, I, I don't. I don't know. I need help is what I'm saying. And I'm not even joking. I need help. I need to not ever do that. You know, not to my mom, not to my, uh, you know, my, my 
daughter, not to Susie, not not to a stranger. I'm, I'm better with strangers. I treat strangers better than people I love. It sucks. I think a lot of us. I, I think. Yeah, that's kind of the... No, I mean, I, I, again, I, I, you and I have talked about this before. When we were on Anchor, there was a dude, Derek, I, I won't, but Derek, uh, kind of long hair, you know, well, he's a tech writer, but he's also sort of almost like a chill hippie in some ways, but he talked about his anger issues. Yes. In a did. very, in a ve like, and very identifiable, you know, it's, it's a irrational rage. It's, uh, I think it's more common than not. I, I really do. I think that there's uh, uh, we're in a place in the world now where uh, men are being uh, held accountable for it uh, more so as a society, and that's women saying, uh, you know, <laughs> get lost or, or uh, deal, you know, do better. And, and I think in some cases, for for some men at least, I think um, they have a uh, hey, they're they're hanging on to the uh, that sort of uh, anger, bravado uh, stuff, you know, in a fashion that makes them feel more, uh, more. They they think it makes them, I think, feel more manly, feel more in control somehow. And um, oh, I I think it's the opposite. It may make it them is. feel that way. Yeah, it's like it's like having a cigarette or coffee and it calming you. It's not really. That's not the effect it's having. Yeah. That's a, but yeah, but it's it's it's. I think it's faux uh, control because it'd be like the whole reason for me that it didn't happen is I didn't have control. I couldn't control this thing, and yeah. I couldn't accept not being able to control or change this thing. There's a you know. I mean, that's part yeah. of it. You you got to a point where you you were triggered. Not using the the word, I, I, you know, I hate to use triggered because it, it's uh, no, I don't mind triggered. But, I'm but, okay with it. But you know, you you, you hit a, a something went off, and then you, you, and I do this. I've done this, and uh, I, I do this. I guess put it that way. Um, and the the rational part of you, the uh, the, the idea that, uh, and I saw an, an analogy the other day where uh, somebody said, um, you should try to, th <laughs> this might sound kind of stupid, but um, think of yourself as a bottle of water, not a bottle of soda, because if uh, you shake up a bottle of soda, of course it, it fizzes and explodes. If you're a bottle mm -hmm. of water, you can shake up a bottle of water and open the bottle of water, and it's the same thing. It's, it doesn't it doesn't explode. It doesn't it doesn't react to an external uh, force or an external uh, trigger and and do something weird. So yeah, I, you know yeah, needing help. It's I and um, you know I've thought about this a lot because you and I have talked about it, and you know and and I'm trying just. I don't want to be that guy myself either, and uh, I've had those moments. But uh, what do I do to to not do that? So you could go to you know you could do the counseling thing or do you know some, some therapy that sort of thing. I think um, maybe some of that stuff is gets uh, results for some people um, quick enough that they feel that it's effective. For some people, it may take uh, a, a long time before. Maybe some of that's effective. You could do uh, some sort of meditation, some sort of mindfulness training, some sort right. of breathing yeah. or think, you know, just being aware uh, of it more often. It's like, I mean, that, that, that whole, the mindfulness thing, if you're just aware of anything that you're trying to uh, correct or change, 
I think it helps. I do. And I'm, I'm, I've been thinking about, I was doing, I was doing for a while, I was doing a uh, meditation app that I think for me was helpful. Which uh, one? I was doing the uh, Sam Harris, uh, whatever he's, I think he changed the name of it, but the one that Sam yeah. Harris has and his voice. And I, and I don't, I'm, I, I think he's incredibly smart. And usually um, I, I like listening to a lot of uh, his his podcast stuff when he's talking to people. Sometimes he's so intelligent when he's having discussions with people. I I'm too dumb to understand what they're talking about because uh, he gets into some you know, sure. some uh, of his medical yeah. stuff that um, whatever. But overall, um, he, he I I just kind of like the the way he was he approached the whole you know the the whole app the way he was doing his meditation right. practice right. Yeah. so. I, yeah, I'd probably go. Yeah, back most to of that my one. meditation has been guided meditation. Yeah, I mean, I use the Peloton app, but I've used others, um, and but it's not consistent enough. Like I have plenty of time, especially when I'm on, when I'm working on a job, to just meditate. I can just sit in my vehicle. You know, I can meditate for at least an hour a day. You know, and an hour is a long time. I think to meditate. It's probably um, more than I would. You know, be able to. I, I think. I think. You know. Anywhere from five to twenty minutes is more like it, and uh, transcendental med- meditation, which costs about a thousand dollars to get your mantra and do your four days of training, is um, I think it's twenty minutes twice a day for adults. I wonder, because and I don't know if it will work, but I, it's something I want to do. The TM thing, okay, so. Um I think you and I have talked about this, uh, you know, way back when, when we probably got in an Andy Kaufman discussion. But uh, the state of Iowa is uh, renowned uh, worldwide as a uh, TM uh, hotbed, where we have a place called Fair- really? Fairfield, Iowa, which is uh, about an hour, a little more than that, from from where I live, um, hour or so drive has uh, Maharishi International University is is in uh, in Fairfield Iowa and a lot of uh, a lot of famous uh, famous people traveled to Iowa specifically to go to Fairfield and uh, hang with the Maharishi and uh, get involved in in that stuff and we were just having a discussion Rachel and I yesterday because um, they've got this the MIU uh, the university has a a thing set up down there where when um, they have an entrepreneurial uh, program that's pretty big as a part of the university studies. And uh, they, with this entrepreneurial program, they require that these students start a business and they run a business for, I think it's two years as part of the, the, the curriculum. And a lot of the students that are there um, are foreign they're 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 people from uh, another country and they they decide to start a restaurant and so if you go to this fair fairfield is a small town i'm, I'm thinking maybe like four thousand people in this in this whole town and a, a lot of them are the miu uh people that are, are are trying to get a degree and so you have all these restaurants uh an, an amazing they've got a little quintessential sort of town square one of these places when you come in they don't have a, a main street uh, that is you know uh, linear it's it's a square and so around this town square all these restaurants and they when, what they do is when they're done with their two years a lot of times because the place is outfitted and it's ready to go it might be an indian restaurant for a couple of years and then a new student comes in and then they have the same you know the same 
thing that they've got to do uh, for school. I've got to run a business. Here's this restaurant. This guy's going to leave now. He's graduating. So they buy the restaurant and the equipment and whatever. They it changes hands, and it might still be Indian, but it might change over to something else. So we were thinking right. one of them that launched a couple of years ago, or it's it's been a little longer than that, one of the businesses that launched there, these uh, people came in from California, and they started a cider, uh, apple cider, a variety of ciders, but um, they, they do these really good flavored ciders that are that are really amazing and the company is called fishback and stevens it's their the two people's last names and and this was a student yeah and they, they run business yes. it, it started yes it, it, yeah and and they started small now they've built a big facility down there and they've got a, a restaurant that's uh, looks quite amazing so we're like we should go down to the fishback and stevens thing and go down to to fairfield and check out and see what's going on maybe if i hang around down there i can get somebody to get me a mantra for for like a cheaper price <laughs> Is what I'm thinking. Like a back alley mantra? Yeah, I'll be like putting a, yeah, I got a like, Craigslist hey, mantra. Listen, you know? yeah. No, I think you got to put in the work. I think you got to put in the work. I don't really know. And apparently, so I, I think I told you about this, where um, a, a few years ago, I was driving a set decorator um, on that uh, Amazon series, John Krasinski, um, Jack Ryan. Oh, yeah, the, yeah. Season two, New York season two reshoots. And driving her for three weeks and she would meditate twice a day um and one of those times would usually be in the van and um and so i would get out and do it and, and we talked about it a little bit and she had done transcendental meditation and i think wherever she went maybe it was it was somewhere in westchester new york i think maybe katona and who, whomever taught her may have been trained by the maharishi right so i think it's harder to come by them and i don't know if you're going to get a better mantra or experience with that but who knows you know i i uh david lynch is very much into it uh howard stern jerry seinfeld who whom i don't believe talks about it much uh because i think it is a personal thing and again the mantra thing is it's not something that you would share with someone else it's yours that's my understanding i wish more of life and, were like that you know if we could have politics would be like tm everybody just has it and then they just shut up <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, have, yeah, right, right. yeah, you've got a view. It's important to you. You 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 think about it a lot. You live that lifestyle. You practice it. But above all else, you just shut your fucking yapper. You just don't tell anybody. <laughs> yeah, two two fucking guys who have a podcast, two hundred and seventeen <laughs> episodes an hour, and we yap our fucking gums and the tongue and the mouth and the words and the brain. I can't use a lot of words, and he says nothing. What? Yes. Why do you listen to the podcast? I don't know. He might say something <laughs> once that's outrageous. Not a while. Not a while. He's trying to fix that, I, uh, which makes the podcast worse. Okay, thanks. Good. That's my inner voice. Hi. We're How at, are you? It went outer. <laughs> the place we were at last night, there, just, uh, there were people sitting under driveway uh, by the garage uh, of a uh, nice, newly built pig snout kind of house, one of those snout houses that we all hear about. It's one of those kind of neighborhoods, and uh, there were a bunch of people there. And the, the guy that uh, that uh, was the host, he was telling it, the person from across the street, um, we're just talking about you know various things and he says uh he goes colin he goes he knows a, a lot of weird stuff about a lot of a lot of subjects it's like he goes I, i'm always amazed when I'll, I'll 
start talking about something and then he's got the details he, he seems to remember things that he goes i i don't have the the i don't have the mind for that he goes and, and he's got a podcast and <laughs> and the guy that he's telling right. this to the guy that he's telling this to has this look on his face for a second like i can see he's like what you got a podcast and he started with kind of like for a second he's looking at me like and i could tell the conversation might go in that direction where i was going to have to talk to him about unbecoming of age and i just i, I was like didn't want to talk i didn't want to talk about it it was like i, I, I was so glad when <laughs> what happened squirrel the, the conversation went you know there, there goes the squirrel the conversation went in a different direction i was like thank you because i was i thought this guy who is a um he's some kind of a stockbroker guy for transamerica insurance and he was he was he had been prior to this he had been talking about uh uh something with the uh with the country club or something he'd been talking about golfing and uh i was like oh he's gonna ask me what's your podcast about and i was like dude we don't know we don't <laughs> don't want to go there <laughs> well I, I, you know i i it's it's odd i it's not that i don't want to promote our podcast it's just i i don't know when i i don't love talking about it I don't love to, especially, I mean, people I know who know that I have it have listened to it or not listened to it. Some people have told me they listen to it or whatever every now and again. My mom listens way too much as far as I'm concerned. My dad has only listened when my mom, you know, put it on in the car. In the car he's like, you know, but I don't know off. that he paid attention. These knuckleheads. What's that? He's what the hell? Shut it off. Well, who are these knuckleheads? Yeah. <laughs> um, but my mom will talk to me and she'll tell me like, I love the way you say it like this. And that. I'm like, have you listened to all of the podcasts? Because you've never called me out on some of the crazy shit that I've talked about. Like, like I'm like, I, 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 and I know she's my mom and she's very supportive and, and likes to talk about the thing. And listen, I don't think, I don't think I'm smart. Like, I really think that I, I'm not a fake it till you make it guy, but I think most of the shit that comes out, she's, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. You know, I mean, I could talk about the personal thing of being, a, 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 you know, of failing as a dad and feeling bad about that and anger. And but I don't have a solution for it. You know, we yeah. both of us, we yeah. like this is our experience. And here's, you know, meditation. Great. Running. Love it. Great. I'm out there. But both of those things uh, after I'm done, that was just maybe an escape. But it's not like I took that practice and that calm of those moments of being in that moment back to a situation where I could use it. It's like, I'm so compartmentalized, you know? So I don't know. I just, there's, there's so much, Yeah. you know, I, I, you know, I mean, I, I didn't, I don't think that I wanted to start a podcast as like just a little hobby. I have always wanted to do this from the moment podcast came out. I'm like, I should do that. And then I just never did because I'm a procrastinator. And then it did, you know, I don't know about you. You were in radio. Yeah, I, I, mean, I procrastinated getting when when we were first talking about the idea of this. Uh, it it took lo longer than it should have, and I've got and you and I both have talked about ideas uh, independently that we were talking about doing uh, other podcast projects. About you've had some, I've had some, and uh, like you, I've putting it on the back burner and going, yeah, I should do that. Yeah. I'm waiting, waiting for the, I don't know what, I'm just, I, I was going to say, I'm waiting for the right moment. That, and when I there is that, no right there, moment, no, though. Is, we both yes. know that. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it's rational. There's right. no right moment. Right. Here are the stakes. Here are the stakes for starting a podcast. Your time, that, a computer, yes. and a microphone. Yeah. Basically. That's and it. That's all you need. So much. An idea that, would be, yeah. an idea would help. Yeah. <laughs> no. There's so much out there that makes it, uh, you know, uh, 
cheap now to start and doable. And so, you know, if anybody's got that idea, I, I look at this, you know, the thing that we're doing with this, um, you were talking about the, you know, the meditation idea. Okay. Is this an outlet? Is this kind of a therapy thing? If you can speak out loud to somebody, have a conversation, uh, I think for all of us, whether that's sitting in a, a driveway of a snout house, uh, talking to somebody, just conversations are, are, are for me, a form of therapy. I think for, for most of us, you know, um, so there's that aspect for sure would i you know get more uh, help from listening to sam harris tell me to be aware of the be aware of the sound in the room right now forget about your breathing just sit there and be nothing uh, does that help me <laughs> i don't know um i i sitting in the sauna and i've been reading a lot when i get in the sauna i, I get in there and i read until i get uh, too drippy and sweaty to to uh you know uh, not do it on the book uh and uh so I, I i've been reading voraciously since the sauna thing started i think that helps uh i know the running helps me deal with uh you know stress and and uh probably makes me a calmer person I thought about the idea because now, like you said, the masks, masks are starting to come off. We're all getting out um, in the world and seeing people. And uh, I went to Rachel and I went uh, to a uh, went to this flea market thing the other day, just for the fun of it. Uh, and it was a huge event, probably 400 vendors at this fairgrounds. Uh, lots and lots of people uh, at this at this event, and uh, I saw maybe uh five or six people with masks on at that whole thing the, the the masks are off uh when you get out of out of town i guess uh people i'm are noticing are, are starting to relax more so i'm like okay if that's the if that's the situation if we're all going back into the world i was thinking could i go do yoga somewhere now can i find a yoga class is anybody doing that i'm not sure that they're starting up yet but they they probably will be pretty soon maybe that's a good stress relief for me uh i've thought about starting as crazy as this sounds i've thought about starting um brazilian jiu-jitsu um ah, okay cameron and, just started that my well, son cameron who's going to be 19 this summer yeah. yeah he's doing it he's getting his ass kicked by grown-ass men who have been doing it a lot longer than him yeah and, even the kickboxing is your your kick kickbox sparring with someone else it's not cardio kickboxing but yeah that's probably a good idea yeah so just something to get me to get not so much to get the anger because i don't think i walk around angry all day i just think that um like the thing with you when you were talking about um you know something for whatever reason this this yeah you you're had, a powder keg well, just boom. So you're ready to go off. Well, you you had, don't even know what it's going to be. Well, yeah. So we, like yesterday, we went out to eat. We took uh, Rachel and I and um, the 18-year-old uh, adoptee, now 19, uh, Taylor came along because it's, you know, we're going out to a restaurant and it's free food. Uh, and uh, Zoe came along. Well, Zoe, who is uh, going to be 16 in September, uh, so a very similar type of mindset as as Kylie, uh, right? Walking around the way girls are these days with with whatever is going on in their in their minds, they've gone through a really probably okay. All of us had stress this last over this whole lockdown and COVID thing and whatever. But I think kids probably. Um, I I always think 
it's worse. It, 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 I think it's a worse experience for them uh, because of a lot of things, you know, not being able to be around their friends and the school experience. And then the, who knows what the social media, what's going on there, what strains and stresses and shits happening there. And they were, um, it's weird for me. I've noticed they were initially all really wanting to ignore a lot of the masking stuff and the, the distancing and staying away from friends and they were like you know do we have to you know they, they it was they came kicking and screaming into the idea that yeah this is real and we gotta you know we gotta protect older people and all of that but then now so here's what happened yesterday we were out the restaurant seating was al fresco we're sitting outside we're not the, they don't have people at this place it wasn't maybe as stretched out as they as they once were during you know, during lockdown they've they've got the tables a little bit tighter but it's still it's pretty wide open and it was a breezy day yesterday uh rachel and i and taylor are all uh no mask sitting out there and at the table after we're seated and it seems like the rule in restaurants a lot of times now at least around here what i'm noticing is people wear the mask up to the table, sit down, take the mask off. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. Um, Zoe comes in with the mask on, sits down at the table, everybody else, no, no, the, the rest of us, the other three, we're, we don't have our mask on at the table. Zoe's sitting there. It's, it's okay. Like I said, it's like 90 degrees yesterday. It's warm. She's got the mask on and she's got kind of a thick mask and she is in a bad mood. She's got her hair kind of, so you can't see a lot of her face, eyes, top part, and then she's got the mask on. She's her posture. She's all hunched over. She's something's going on. She's she's teary eyed over something exactly. What's you know? You ask her. What, is everything okay? Is something going on? Or do you do you know? No, she doesn't want to talk about it. She's just she's just in one of those angst things. And so I'm looking at the mask and the waitress came over initially to get like get a drink order you know the first sort of greeting thing what's going on so he's she's behind the mask she's she's not talking loud she's mumbling and you, you gotta you, you gotta project with a mask on your face when you're speaking or you're in my mind you're being rude to the other person because they can't hear what you're saying well the waitress has to ask her like twice you know i'm sorry what did you what you know one of those things couldn't hear her um i'm starting to get irritated <laughs> i'm like looking over at her and i'm like why doesn't i'm thinking to myself here in my in my head yeah. sit up straight why, why are you sitting like that why are you all hunched over pull, pull your hair back i can't even see your face why do you still have that mask on take the goddamn mask off and then i realize something's going on i i can't i don't know i can't know i'm not gonna know <laughs> if i push it and her mom is Starting to say, why don't you take the mask off? So it's okay. We're outside. You know, you, there's and she, her, her mom starts to say, you know, you stuff like, um, there's no viral load outside. You're not going to eat the. And then Zoe's like, you know, she's she's just she's just pissed. She's something's going on. I who knows? Uh, I'm I'm still not now. Sure. Do you think that she kept the mask on just to kind of to hide and cover herself because of whatever was going on in her head you think that was had more to do with it i, th I think part of it was that and or then, that was part of it yeah and then when her because she won't be 16 until and one of the things where she got teary-eyed um i was uh, we were talking to taylor about um him going to one of the walk-in things like you were talking about okay he still hasn't gotten his first one but we're like why don't you go to the walk-in just go on monday 
uh, and because there's a bunch of places now that are that are offering that and so just go in and get the first one on monday and get it get it going he's like okay and then i looked over at her and she looked kind of weird and i think she's stressing out because she would like to get vaccinated but she can't until september so she's she was feeling like okay i'm just gonna sit here with my mask on you are you guys are all not worried about it but i am Uh, okay sure sure even though like i said um you know six or eight or ten months ago to try to keep her away from friends or to put a mask on back then was a, was a battle. But now because they, and I see a lot of kids, we're at a a different friend's house uh, uh, a couple of nights ago and her, her daughter got dropped off by a friend. Well, they, it was, it was dark and they pulled up in the car. They've got like a horseshoe driveway. So they, they came around the horseshoe um, and the patio where we were sitting uh, was uh, at the far end of the horseshoe when they came around they stopped right there in the car and they um, she got out and when she popped the door the dome light came on well these two girls that are I guess they're 16 um, had been riding with each other in the car just those two and they both had masks on sitting in the car with each other and I was thinking did they ride around all night did with each other with masks on they're they're just which was what they were basically out doing they're just kind of cruising around doing teenage stuff and I thought is that what's going on now with teens they're all masking up with each other I think they I think kind of they are at least around here I'm noticing a little bit that well I I think it depends I think it depends on um you know where you live you know the the how things are going in your state I, I, I think it's mixed it's mixed here when I've been in Connecticut, I've seen um, more of the teenagers. It's been a while, but wearing their masks. Uh, I think I was in New Canaan yesterday, met Susie for lunch. Uh, it's kind of mixed. You get, like a lot of middle school kids and high school kids. Uh, I was down the Jersey Shore, and uh, when I was at my friend Evan's house on Saturday night, um, or whatever night it was, and, and he and his two kids who were like like 13 and 16 15 um we went to dairy queen and there were a bunch of kids in there and some of these kids who were probably around 13 14 some of them weren't even wearing masks so they kind of had their like sweatshirts over their mouth like when they were ordering you know and it's just like so some of them have them some of them don't i really think you know and i think i think that some kids and people you kind of adapt to your surroundings your group sure right? yeah yeah so if there's one person in the group who's a dominant personality who's like hardcore we're wearing our mask whatever maybe you you kind of shift that way yeah it's more yeah. it's kind of like smoking it was kind of like smoking in like the 70s through the early 90s right there was a you'd be with a group and you'd be a, a group of large smokers and you'd be like all right i'll have a cigarette right it'd be like i fucking hate cigarettes i run i do this i do that again and not not I and mean, that's maybe not a good example because there are some people like i don't have that a cigarette i wouldn't have a cigarette i'm not you know what i mean it's that sort of thing when yeah Rome. yeah i think you're right but you know yeah so i don't know that's what that's part you know of what I, I listen on. but i was close i, I was uh, i was cl- i was close at the restaurant i could f- it was a slower thank you thank god it was a slower kind of deal where i was starting to channel like i've talked about red from that 70s show was starting red was starting to make an appearance for a second and i had to tell myself or I had to tell Red, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Go away, Red. Red, Red yeah. being the father. The it father, was a, a, yeah. a 70s dad who's your typical 70s working guy who comes home, wants to have his beer and just dinner, yeah. hot dinner. Everybody and can shut up. Shit. Everybody shut up. 
leave me alone. And if I do speak, I'm probably going to be calling you a dumbass <laughs> or something along right, those lines. Right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. Your mom will build you up and I will tear you down. Yes, exactly. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Your mom can, yeah, you don't believe a word your mom says who's built you up every day of your life and then I say one thing and you believe it and you are crushed. I will ruin your fucking life because that's what every generation did before me. That's what dads do. that ladies and gentlemen is our show let's let mr big voice take us out thanks for listening and we hope you enjoyed unbecoming of age bonus content at unbecomingofage.com subscribe on itunes or your favorite podcatcher find us on social media at unbecoming of age and sometimes when we talk